Where are all my friends? Chase Bell. Thanks for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Yeah. I have these moments where I'll do a podcast with somebody that I've pretty much just met, but there's enough writing on the walls or there's enough common interests or friendship circles where I'm like, yeah, cool. Blindly, I'm in. What's up? Yeah. And I actually have a lot of fun with it because learning in real time is pretty fun. And I, I feel like I definitely had that moment with you. We met through our mutual friend, Selena. That's right. I saw you play guitar for her and you fucking ripped. Right, right. And then we talked a little bit more after that. And I was like, oh, you do so much more than just play guitar. <laughs> and then I kind of have an idea that you write some music and you do your own thing. But that's pretty much where we're at. Mm hmm. And I really want to hear your story. So thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. So where I typically start off is just a very brief explanation of who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm I'm a songwriter and artist mm -hmm. and music producer and performer. Yep. And I've been playing music ever since I was very young. And I write for other artists in all genres of, of music. And I've played all over the world. And I love it so, so, so much. I can't go a day without picking up an instrument. Can't go a day without singing. I can go a day without a lot of things, even food. But like, I can't go a day without picking up my guitar and pl playing something. I just emotionally don't feel right. So, so it's like in your blood. It, at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all my skin is in my blood everywhere. And I, yeah, I just love it. And I'm I love working with artists, uh, being a part of you know the next level of their career and performing with the with the right ones. And uh, I have my my teams are getting smaller now yeah. where i used to was way way wider before with a bunch of different people now i'm like really really honing in on just the few artists that i really really uh love and work well with yeah but um right now i'm very focused on my own artist career been writing for about i don't know three years like really really consistently i mean i've always been writing but like for three years i've been writing for just me um so that's been really inspiring and it's kind of a mix between r&b soul pop um and dance wow yeah. So. yeah that's interesting to me because when i met you again i saw you playing guitar and then like just in you <clears> saying <throat> this like you're like you've traveled all over with music so have you toured with other artists like have you had quite a lot of experience doing the thing without your own project and now you're at this new chapter where you're like all right i'm doing me yeah i mean uh we met at south by southwest for me Anyway, right. Yeah. Oh, you well, were yeah, you were on yeah. stage for the for the talk with Sean. That's right. That's, that's right. Where I, that's where I met you. But right. Well, okay. Because, because you saw I, me play before that. I somewhere. saw you play before that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I I started off performing for myself and with different bands, but um, mainly for myself, I started with band in Italy, mm. and we toured Italy and, and did a bunch of concerts all over. Did you grow up in Italy? Uh, no, but I spent like six years there. No way. I was like twenty to twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Oh wow! See, we're we're so far in already now. So, where where are you from, and how did you get to that point? Because that's wildly interesting. I, I was born in Jersey, uh -huh. North Jersey. Yeah. So New York was the city for me. Yeah. Um, spent a little time in Philly, and then basically jumped to London. Uh huh. Um, and then after a year in London, then I went to Italy, started a band. It was a it was a big band. It was like nine or ten people playing in the band: horns, singers, drums, bass, keys three guitarists <laughs> it was too what, much dude? but it was great though it was awesome it was great it was a learning experience um and they were awesome it was kind of like a funk band honestly yeah what i have never yeah. talked to anyone that's like yeah, i'm from jersey but i started a giant <laughs> funk horn band in italy that was my start in music what yeah i mean i'm big on uh you know jazz and r&b and pop was always something that i wanted to go for but i kind of stayed in jazz and r&b and yeah. um and funk was right there for me kind of uh -huh. felt natural to do that and italian players were so good living in london all the best like i went to all the different pubs all over london and the best performers were all italian 
Really? And yeah, so I went to Italy, Italy once and fell in love with the, you know, the food and the culture and the people and everything about it. So I, I learned the language and we, we started to organize concerts all over Italy and stuff like that. Um, and then I did some performances in, in uh, Africa and uh, Sierra Leone. And then I got onto a TV show in 2017. My music got onto, onto Lucifer on that, that, that time period. So that was why I was like- Wait, the show know. Lucifer? Yeah. Oh, crazy. <clears throat> so then I started to do my own stuff a lot more as a singer-songwriter, picking yeah. up the guitar and like no band, no, no big band behind me, like influencing me in different ways. It was just like, what, what does my heart want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I've stayed in that thread, you know, and then also producing and writing for other people where I just show off the songs that I think are great songs, but I don't want to sing them for whatever reason. Maybe like the perspective isn't from me or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. There's so much to dig into here. So I guess for all of this and to like really understand that because there was like you did such a great job like sharing that, (laughs) but like, damn, there's a lot going on there. So you, at what age were you in, in London in the UK? Uh, 19. 19. Okay. So then you're in, you're there. Had you played in bands before in the States? A little bit, but not really. I really cut my teeth in London. What were you doing before that? Like growing up before that in the States? I was, like, yeah, I was growing up trying to make out girls and do stupid shit and so jump off like roofs. kid. Like you yeah. didn't, you didn't have that like I, I wild was, bit of music. No, I was, I was definitely, definitely into music uh-huh. since I was like, you know, 10, 11. Okay. I, I was obsessed with the guitar. I slept next to the guitar. Okay. So you did just play. so that I could wake up and play it. But you didn't like it didn't occur to you to like play to play in bands in high school or to it was funny, dude. I don't know why a lot of my friends were doing that. And mm-hmm. it just I, of course, I played in New York a few times, you know, 16, 17. Yeah, it was terrifying to get on stage, man. It was uh, terrifying. And it still is sort of. But it's also exhilarating. and I love it. But right. um, but yeah, when I was that young, I just was like, I, I don't know. I, I was so dedicated to learning music. Uh-huh. Uh, theory and and understanding, you know, all the different. There's so much to know. I, I thought that eventually I was going to be at a place where I was like, okay, now I know it, and now I'm going to show you. But it's not really like that. It's more no. like you're always going to learn more about it, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought to myself, I was. I just wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't the right feel to just jump deep into it on stage so early. So like, yeah, around 19, then I was like, shit, I need to really like punch up my game here. And then I started to perform all over in London and. It was really cool. What what inspired the move? Um, a girl. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then, did you like? Did you go to college, or that's just? I'm so interested in that. Yeah. In that point, like um, you played guitar. Yeah, played you guitar really it. well. Yeah. You, but then you were you didn't want to be on stage because normally it's not that I, I didn't want to people, be on stage. It's just I didn't have the fire to like. I need to be on stage right now. You sure. Know what I mean, yeah. But like you know, I what did want to like, be on stage. Yes. Normally, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, "Dude, the first second that I got on stage, I knew that was it." So you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I was good, but it, like mm-hmm. I didn't have that." Mm-hmm. And then, so if you're 19, you probably would have had that moment where it's like, "Okay, do you go to college? Do you seek yeah. a profession? Like, where? What was your head at? Like, where were you at there?" At that point, I went to a music college for about like six months or something uh-huh. in Philly. Yeah, and I was like, "This is not." this is not right. This doesn't feel like the yeah. right move. And then, you know, London was right in front of me. There was a studio uh, called Apollo Control uh-huh. or Apollo Studios right outside of Camden Street area. Uh-huh. So like North London, um, right where they have like the Harry Potter, that like the famous Harry Potter thing. Anyway, so um, 
so yeah, I mean, Apollo was there. I went to that studio. We 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 did an album that I funded myself and and found great players for. And you don't want to hear it, and I won't show it to you. <laughs> but you know, um, it was just I slept in that studio and and like just was there all the time in that studio in that space. And performing was always right in front of me, but I wasn't really, really, really good at it naturally. So. Writing came naturally, singing came naturally, yeah. being in the studio environment, learning about like all the knobs and whistles of the studio environment was definitely home for me, like right up front. Yeah. Whereas on, on stage, it was like, I was just kind of terrified. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. And I, I have talked to people that are like that and I, I very much get that, but I'm just so intrigued by this life in Philly and Jersey and like that Northeast area mm-hmm. being 19, like my God, that, that to then be like, all right, cool. I'm into this girl, I'm going to London and then it all switches like that that doesn't normally happen. Like right. that's so interesting. So like did yeah. you have other careers that you maybe were going to do? Or? No. No, I didn't. Damn. I had nothing else that I was really I was I guess I could have been good at anything. I guess we all come off the gate with like a inherently good at kind of anything, but nothing else made me like want to wake up in the morning get into something like i was very passionate yeah you know i wasn't like a extreme i work with artists all the time that are like extremely talented yeah i was not extremely talented i was i'm a go-getter and a passionate like give me this amount of time i'm gonna like be the best at it but i wasn't like inherently yes yeah very dedicated but i wasn't inherently like wow you know what i mean Where where i work with artists all the time where they're like vocals are like wow, right off the gate, that vo- your, vo- your voice is like made for it. And I love my voice now. It took me a while to like really love it, but um, it wasn't like, it came uh, quite as natural, I guess. That's cool though. That That's cool that you found that, that what you were good at and what you did want to do and like locked into that. And I like that you share that too, because I think we can all relate to the idea of like, you always see that person that's just like, oh, one take and you're great at it. And you're just like, must be nice. But so many of us, like it does take that time of just putting in the hours to get yeah. good. So that's cool that that is like- Now I'm a one, one take Jake, but it's been 10 years in the making. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Damn. Okay. So you're in London, you do that, you record your album mm-hmm. and then you're dialed, then you're locked in. And like, that's that's when you're you're really honing the craft and becoming yeah. the person that you are now. Yeah. Yep. That's nuts. So then you go to Italy- and you have a band that ends up getting sync. In they were so show. good. They were so talented. All those artists in Italy are so talented. Like Italy is just naturally like art, art, artesian people. Like everybody's just very gifted and actors and musicians. So it was easy to just be like, "Hey, you want to start a band?" And they're like, "Yeah, nobody, nobody speaks English around here." You know, it was, it was cool. Um, and then we played all over Italy. Got on the radio a little bit. Um, I had a really good agent, and he didn't do anything, but he was awesome great guy. I mean, he took me around Italy, but, and maybe I was just a little bit too, you know, uh, young to like, quite get it going at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got some performances in, uh, Africa and that was really cool. And we performed all over different parts of Italy it was, was great. It was awesome. And then in 2017, I, and then I moved out here and I was like, I need to just be in LA. It's like entertainment capital of the world. I need to be here. And Had then, you visited yeah. before at all or are you just, yeah, of, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, because again, that's such like a crazy non-traditional path to have your come up happen in London and then Italy. So then the band, you're doing the band thing in Italy. Did that sync? Like, were you trying to be a sync band? Because I know a lot of bands will mm-hmm. will kind of write music to try to be sync. No, 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 no. 
I mean, we got a few commercials that paid really well, uh-huh. and that was really, really nice. And then I was like, wow, okay, like people pay for this kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah, sync is an interesting thing. It's like yeah. I, I, I shoot for, uh, you know, songs that everybody resonates to. That's mm-hmm. what I shoot for, like human experience. Like I feel something, you, you feel something too. Can I explain it to you in a song? That's kind of what I would like to do and get and resonate with everybody there, right? And then if it hits sync on the way, great, awesome. Mm. But it's not like that's what I'm going to be trying to get to. But at one point, yeah, I was I was really focused on on making sure that was like try to get on, into as many films as possible, try to get into as many TV shows as possible. And like those are great when they come, but mm-hmm. that's not really the main thing anymore. But yeah, back then, five years ago, I was trying to do as many different TV shows as possible. Like I got into Lucifer and and some music on Shameless, not my stuff, but other artists I wrote with. Yeah, that's that's funny because like I know bands that have gone from doing the band thing and just trying to tour and trying to like build that fan base. Yeah. And then they get a taste of sync money and they're like, oh. They're like, oh. And then they go all in. So you're kind of the opposite where you're like, yeah, that was cool. And I tried it and I did it and I had that success. But then here I am now and trying to do something that's a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. And if sync's come a long way, great. I'm happy to be in your TV show and film. Yeah. Did you, because this is something that I genuinely don't know a lot about. How does an artist then get into sync? Like, was that something that you kind of had to learn yourself or was that being around? The yeah, right no, it was, it was the right... not, it's not uh, easily under, understood. And it's also always changing, I think. So like for me, mm. I did a lot of research, yep. but what actually worked was not what I thought was going to work. Really? Everything is connection based. Yeah. I, um, I've done the I want to hit all these publishing companies. I did a lot of research on a bunch of, and cold calling. I did all that after I got a few syncs from like an editor that I knew, you know? Oh, wow. And she was like, you know, I like your music. I want to put your music in my show. And I didn't really know, or it was a commercial, right? Yeah. Um, And I was like, great, awesome. That's how, that's how it worked. Yeah. And that's how it consistently works. It's like people like you as a person and they, and they also know you do music. And then that's how I got uh, onto Lucifer and yeah personal relationships wow. way way better than than um any other method i was trying to get onto lucifer with my rock stuff for i don't know maybe a, a whole year at least you know and i and i spent um you know for for what i was making back then a lot of money yeah to get my songs onto this show right yeah that i loved the music in the show it had cage the elephant it's got some great you know deep uh purple disco machine like some great artists that i love yeah and i was making music that i thought was perfect for this show like yeah, i studied yeah. the shit out of the show yeah and then i sent it to the music supervisor over and over and over and over again yes yeah, so no you response did that. like you, you basically did that. did that yeah but that was not fruitful though which is funny Interesting. that was not fruitful at all so that i got got a call but what was, what was cool was that i did so much research that i put these people's uh, numbers in my phone that I that I looked up on IMDb that I never knew that I was ever gonna like actually yeah, like get a you call. Yeah, just like hyper analyzed who was yeah. doing what and how it all. Yeah. So one so one night, eleven o'clock, I was in a session with an artist in Beverly Hills or something, a really nice house. I almost didn't answer it on a Saturday night, eleven o'clock. But I see the editor for Lucifer, like, is calling me, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" She's like, "We'd love, I'd love to have your song in my show." And I was like, "Do you know I've been pitching my music to the show for like a year?" She's like, "Oh no." I had no idea. <laughs> really? So, I mean, it kind of happened serendipitously, I guess. But it was also like I had put a lot of work into it. But well, So then to break that down, did you ever find out how she found you? Well, she was like a friend of a friend. So it was like she knew that I was, you know, but I never went that angle. I went the angle of trying to send it. She was like, do you know that the supervisor for the show? And I was like, no, I think I brought her up. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I named her supervisor. I was like, I know who your supervisor is for the show. She doesn't know who I am, right? But, 
but it's just funny how those things work. You think you knock on a bunch of doors and you think those doors are going to open and then like over there you're like, "Oh wow." Dude, I didn't even I didn't even knock on that door. That's the story of my freaking life. <laughs> right? Isn't it funny when that happens? It's just nuts like I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to dissect that lesson, but like the more okay you are with just like the universe flowing and not forcing it, yeah. That's like when the stuff happens. But it's like we can say that right now, but I I know in that moment like I know what it's like to just be like, I want to apply myself to get this thing done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, just, it's a tricky one to, to dance with. So then you had that success and I'd have to imagine then from there that you were like, oh, fuck yeah, like I did it. And like, you'd probably want to double down on that and mm-hmm. like go harder in that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But then that is probably a different life from the artist that is like touring and from like right. that, right? right? Like you kind of get in that pocket and that's like what you Yeah, there, there, I mean there are some artists that that do really really well in sync. I mean, I'm thinking One Republic and Imagine Dragons, those sure. types they're like they're like, you know, heavy in sync making a lot of money in sync and then also touring. But I, I think that you know, artists make the music that they want to make. They don't they don't make the I mean I know a lot of sync licensing companies that like, hey, make this music, you know, for they, we really need a song about like, you know, cheeseburgers and hot dogs. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's cool, and it's actually really, really good for artists to put themselves inside, to put themselves inside a box, right? Uh, right. Well, because that probably is a it's good not be good to be put inside a box by someone else as an artist. That doesn't really work. But when you when an artist says, "I'm going to make a song about this," uh-huh. rather than being like open to inspiration. Mm. Uh, you got to be able to do both right so yeah i could see that it's like it's a fun challenge to be able to just be like all right this is the thing how do we make it work how do we make that creative right yeah. exactly damn so you probably got pretty good at that in that amount of time that you were doing all that mm-hmm. yeah. i mean writing i was i've been writing and producing songs like basically every day for seven years and then and then another five years of just writing every day and performing every day so it was yeah it was an everyday thing you know yeah no, it was worries. a lot of burnout moments how did you overcome that you just like when your body and your mind say you have to stop what are you gonna do you can't you can't like you know beat your head against the wall you just gotta like chill out for a second recognize where you are and how long what what your desires are and how 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 big your desires are for where you are and kind of i mean i still run up against walls all the time where i'm like i know that i want to climb this wall but it's like yeah that's that's the way it is yeah i I, uh that's one like i like to talk about these specific topics because I I hear these conversations and I have similar conversations myself. Yeah. And on the podcast, it's a fun chance to talk to new people and hear their takes on it. Because mm-hmm. I think that I learn something new from everybody mm-hmm. that shares those experiences and that yeah. have been through similar things like that, you know? And living in different cultures around the world where the right. Italians are very different with how they handle work. Uh, people from London very different. They blow off steam every five o'clock. If you're like yeah. 4.59, yeah. they're one way. They're all like this buttoned up yep. and then five o'clock it's like how you doing man let's have a beer you know it's right. so funny and then yeah. italy is just kind of always relaxed <laughs> yeah but i grew up you know east coast new york mm-hmm. and it's very like you know it, it, whatever you do in life it's like you need to be you see these buildings like we own the world you know so like that kind of is it was right in front of you and i, I love that and that's what's amazing about going to europe it's like, yeah, but we've owned the world for like a thousand years now. So get, get over it. <laughs> yeah. But they've um, been on it. But yeah. Damn. Okay. So you get back to LA in like 2017 ish. Yeah, 2016, 2017. And by that time, like, where's your head at with music? Like, are you trying to tour? Are you trying to write sync? Or are you still? I was trying to, to stay alive at the beginning. <laughs> really? Okay. So it was a grind to like get. Oh my here. God. Yeah. It was a total grind driving yeah. Ubers and. Oh, wow. So uh, you really did the thing. Yeah, I like worked for valet services and, and yeah. stuff like that. Put my CD in the in the 
in the car of the whatever. But yeah, I mean, and but it was always every day I was working on my music, you know, yeah. and working on being really good at music, understanding that like I know I need to learn how to produce, I need mm-hmm. to learn how to you know record a vocal, I need to learn how to uh, press knobs and, and compress things and and do so that I'm a full full fledged person. I can't, I don't have to. I don't have a budget. I can't ask anybody right. to do anything, you know, and l- yeah. living in LA is like, it's a very hot city. So that was the first, you know, three or four years. And then I, and then I started to um, have a studio uh-huh. here. There was like a lockdown studio. I was like, okay, great. Now I have an actual place. Oh, cool. It's not my house where I can like, can I do whatever I want whenever I want? So then it was like, just go. It was like full throttle. I was like, and then things, a lot of happened, things happened serendipitously. Like I, down the street, one of, one of the people that worked for One Republic came over and was like, you have a great spot. Why don't you just uh, house some of our instruments and and we can come over and produce some stuff every once in a while? And I had no instruments. I had a studio, oh but I had God. I had no gear. I had you know how expensive these things are. Oh even my though God. Mic yeah, is, like building the most basic setup. You're yeah, in the thousands. Yeah, yeah. So they came over and they just gave me all of this incredible gear, <laughs> like a Rhodes piano and you know like uh, just all this rack like, of stuff. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Oh my god! But anyway, that's how you learn. That's like, how oh, you I like this to beautiful learn. studio. Mind if we put all this stuff in yeah. it? And you're like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Some things happen like that, you know. Yeah, and then like that, I would imagine unlocked so much. Well, they they're yeah. probably like, you can use this stuff. If yep, it's your here stuff and... to use as much as you want. So I started to produce artists there, 2017 to basically last year. Wow. So you did it even through the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Every day in the pandemic, man. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, a lot of artists weren't weren't working. I mean, right. I I got that, but I didn't I didn't see I didn't see why they yeah. stopped doing what you do. Right. I was just really confusing to try to like work with people, and people were like, "No, I'm not needing anybody." I was like, "Like, why?" I mean, the pandemic was a whole thing, you know. But my life is attached to music, so it's like I can't have life without music. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not doesn't make sense. Yeah, I remember that with even with the podcast, I was like, "Oh shit, what do we do here?" And then it was like real quick. It was like we can pause and not do this at all, or we can go to Zoom and figure that out real quick. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think everybody kind of had to have that moment of like, do I keep doing the thing? Is mm-hmm. it what I love? And if yeah. you loved it, you found that way. And if maybe you didn't, it was like a good way to be like, maybe I don't love it. A lot of people changed gears during that. I just dug in. I yeah. didn't I didn't really change gears. I just dug in even more to what I and, and got rid of some some stuff on the side that I thought I needed to do to survive. I was like, you know what? No, no. I think that's a real testament to doing what you love, right? Like mm-hmm. whatever the thing is that you did through the pandemic is probably the thing you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But okay, so this studio and this moment is probably a lot too of when you had your artist project, right? Like, is this like the timeline in my head is like, okay, this I is- I was always you. focusing on the artist project Yeah, ever since I was 19. Yeah. It's just like, it started to become more like immediate. You know, and but but it was it was always there. I was always writing for me through through my experience, through my voice. Yep. You know, picking up instruments, playing them. Yep. Um, but it started to become more like I really need to make sure I'm I'm singing like my own song uh, to people because mm-hmm. if life's gone so quick and like if the world's just like gonna collapse, might as well get the songs out that you want. Let my heart let my heart speak. <laughs> you just pull it up. <laughs> Your heart's like, yeah, dude, it's true. Here I am. With that, like, was that the turning point? Was it like, yo, I need to fucking sing? Like, was that the piece? Was that finally like the last piece where you're like, I need to get comfortable with singing on my own? I mean, I was, I was always singing. Yeah, I was always, um, 
in in a love hate relationship with my voice, uh-huh. loving it, wanting it to be better. Yeah, is the is the is the hate part. I don't mm-hmm. really hate my voice, but I, I love it and I want it always to be better. And I did a lot of work during the pandemic. I remember I hired a vocal teacher like three hundred fifty dollars for a half an hour session. Wow, like every month for yeah. a while. And and when you're paying that much money for someone who's telling someone like me that spent my entire life singing, yeah then you start to really pay attention because it's like, what the hell am I spending my money on? This is crazy. Yeah, I know how to sing. I should be teaching him. Wow. You know what I mean? But that was my own thing I needed to get over. Like, I don't need to stop. I don't need to act like I'm not good at this. I've spent my life doing this. I'm good at this now. So just like, you know, do it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a wild lesson too. It's like, maybe it takes those times to realize like, wait, if I'm paying this person and they're telling me the same stuff I know, maybe I am qualified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one for me for sure. Did you have a moment like, again... I know you kind of still combine the two, right? Like I I first saw you playing guitar with Selena. Yes. Are you now at a spot with your career? Like, will you, like, do you tour with anyone else? Are you going all in specifically on, on this? Or like, where, like, where's your head at now? You've experienced a lot. Yeah, I'm happy to be on tour with the right artists that I love mm-hmm. and to support. I mean, as long as I'm writing the songs. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm down with that. I'll, I think I'll always be down with that. I don't need to be in the limelight the whole time. Right. I want. I want to be in the limelight for the right songs. But I yeah. think this is the this is the song I'm, I'm supposed to sing. Yeah, you're really a writer, huh? Like, but I'm definitely really, a writer. Yeah, you really are a songwriter. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, because that's such a that's such a crazy career. But there is the difference between like artist and songwriter, and yeah, and being able to do both, but also knowing your pocket and like knowing where to navigate that that talent. I write so many songs and most of them aren't for me, but they're, they're from my perspective maybe, but, mm. or there's some part of it that makes sense to me, but I write so many songs. How could I possibly allow my voice to go through all these songs? Right. But, but I want someone to sing most of them now, you yeah. know, but cause I'm over my, like just throwing away songs. Sure. Most of the songs that I write, I keep. And you've worked with like, cause this is a part that I'm going to learn in real time, but to my understanding, you've worked with quite a lot of pretty legit artists, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, worked with tons of artists all over Miami, New York, LA. Yeah. And it's really just the start really. Is there anything that you've learned? Like as you've seen all these different sides and like, that's, that's quite an interesting perspective to be able to write with so many different successful artists. Have you observed any through lines in their careers that you're like, damn, all yeah. of these people, like, what, what do you notice? Yeah, um, the way that they speak to other people, the, the bigger the artist, the bigger they're recognizing who you are. So I grew up in New York. So the big song for me when I grew up was Empire State of Minds, right? Sure. Jay, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys. New York, concrete oh jungle where dreams are made of. I grew up with that song. That song was everything for me. Um, and then I got invited to the studio where they recorded that song by the girl that wrote the song. And I didn't know the story of that song. I just thought it was Alicia Keys, right? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know the songwriter's story of that song. And I'm and I love that now. So she invited me 2019. I'm I'm at the studio recording where they recorded like all of Jay-Z's hits and and, and Alicia Keys and that song. So it was like a kind of like full circle for me. And so what the songwriters like, show me what you got, show me your song and it's like a room full of people that have all written uh you know Ariana Grande, Rihanna, Alicia Keys. Everybody's written for these artists but me. You know? And they and they're like so show me this show me what song you got, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that's what I'm saying is like they're they're open to like okay, you're not you you're you're when you see like incredible things happen, then you start to become a little bit more like maybe there's a miracle here. Let me make sure I can 
be aware of it, you know? That's mm -hmm. what I've noticed. Bigger artists, they see that in you. They, mm. they allow that to be a possibility. Interesting. Yeah. So they almost see something in yourself that you might not. That they pull it out of you, yeah. That's what I've noticed about like people that are that have written like huge songs, have had huge lives. They they look at you and they're like, okay, show me what it is. Show me what, what song you think is that everybody else should know. Fuck. That's a lot of pressure to like be able to be like, all right, I guess it's time. Yeah. But that's also very inspiring. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt that like again, I'm not a songwriter, but I I what you're explaining there, I felt like I felt that feeling of being around somebody who's remarkable or somebody great at what they do. And they're just like, cool, yeah, like do that thing. Or like, I know you can do this. And like that kind of nudge. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful. Yeah. And yeah. you can tell like when you're around it, like the person that brings out the side of you that you thought was maybe impossible. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting observation. I don't think I've ever quite heard anybody explain that as far as writing music and working with other people like that mm. it's cool that's really cool so then now do you try like when you write with other artists like is that something that you then try to bring out of them yeah yeah absolutely yeah i try to make sure every session i'm, I'm writing with people is like there's just there's are we just making sure that we're, we're a witness to the possibility of like this could be the song that catapults our career yeah this could be it and it's today it's tuesday 10 o'clock in the morning but this might be the song that changes both of our lives. And that's like in my head somewhere so that, you know, I, yeah. I love the writing process. It's so, especially writing with other artists, it's like, it's really intimate quickly, you know, and it's so cool. It's so much fun when you're writing with the right people. It's, there's really nothing that makes me feel quite as high as writing, writing with people and, and look, listening back to it and being like, whoa, that's, that's potential in that song. So I don't, I don't see myself ever not doing that. That's, that's why I love writing with other people too. Right. I mean, I love writing alone and I love writing for myself. Yeah. But the best songs were always written in collaboration with other people. It's cool, again, too, for me, because I am not a songwriter and I am not that musician, but I'm so close and near yeah. it. I really love hearing and understanding your perspective of who you are as a songwriter. Because, of course, yeah, you can write your own songs and there are certain songs where you're like, this needs to be me and my voice and the thing that I'm married to. Mm -hmm. But then there's the differentiation of like, every day you're writing songs. Every single and day, yeah. There are certain times where you want to be writing with somebody else. You want it to go to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. to really understand the mind, at least for yourself, of a songwriter is really cool. Like, it's like it doesn't have to be you. It can be. Mm -hmm. But just No, you leave, it, you leave it open. Thing. I mean, the way, the way that I do it is I leave it open. Whoever yeah. isn't, we're, we're going to write a great song. Yeah. And I leave it up to who's, who's going to, like, be the artist that, like, emulates that song. Yeah. Great. We don't know yet. Yeah, might be you, might be me, might be somebody we don't know. Yeah. But first, let's try to write this. Let's tr try to get out of the air this yeah. song that that everybody already recognizes but right. hasn't actually heard yet. And yeah, I'd love to rep the song, but only if I'm the right artist for it, you know? Because mm -hmm. it takes a lot. to. You need to have the right attitude for the song. You know, yeah. you think of like Beyonce, Halo. You think of, uh, you know, Rihanna, Umbrella. You need to have the right artist. You need to have, you know, so I've, I've shown off some of the songs that I knew were huge songs to different people. And, and a lot of times they said that songs, I'm not going to say what song it is, but you're going to hear it. And like, uh, they're like, mm. and like big people become like, that song is great. Not for me though. I'm not the artist for that song. Right. You know and what I mean? Like you say Umbrella and Halo and it's like, God, that's really weird to think about somebody else singing that song. Like right. it's so them. The only person I can think of that's kind of like the, the exception example of that is like when Ed Sheeran will put out a song that you could tell could totally be somebody else's yeah. song. He's like, oh, it didn't make it, so I just did it. And it like kind of works, but you're like, that's weird, Ed Sheeran, that you're he doing He can make that. any song work. Right? Yeah. 
But like he's kind of similar in that sense, right? Where he's he writes a for a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, doesn't he? I mean, he writes for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to my, I'm not so, like the Ed Sheeran. Uh, I mean, he writes for himself. Historian. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So here's another question or perspective because mm. I always try to provide value and utility in this podcast. And if anybody's listening to it and they feel that they relate to you as a songwriter and they understand that part of the story and that's kind of their pocket where they like. What are some of the skills? Pockets that, right here. What's, <laughs> what are some of the skills? <laughs> what are some of the skills that you found to be super crucial in your journey and that have helped you the most? I would go for um, resilience and stubbornness. Yeah. Yeah, because you get so many no's from this industry, entertainment industry, because yeah. everybody wants to write songs and you just get so many no's from th the whole concept of it. Yeah. But you only need one yes. Yeah. And you, you, you'll... Get yeses if you do a lot of songs, for yeah. example, you'll you'll eventually get where you want to be. Uh, but you're you probably you might hear a lot of no's. I know I did. Yeah. And they don't really hit me quite as hard as they used to. But yeah, resilience is is about, you know, be a little bit of stubbornness. It's a little bit of like, you know, I really know what I want in my life. Um, and then you have to be able to be like malleable enough to to life, but not so not so like easily thrown off course. Yeah, that you don't have a clear vision for what you want to do because it's like there's no. I brought this up before. I'm not one of those guys that like was brought into the world with this incredible voice. You mm. know that wasn't me. Mm. I love my voice now. I, I love it. I think it sounds great. But I really, really, really worked on it. So, and for a long time, I went all over the world, and people were like, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. You should find what you're good at. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm gonna shit. find what I want to do in life. Yo, you know? that's and, fucking fire, dude. <laughs> damn that's that is a fucking statement right there oh i remember i was in um northern norway like uh -huh. above the arctic circle and i was showing off these songs i've written yeah. like why did i find myself in the middle of nowhere up there i don't know but anyway i was up there in the middle of nowhere and i was showing these songs off an american pop songwriter i was like 19 20 and i was showing these songs off and i was like so what do you think and they were like these you should be doing something else with your life. No way. Because that's like kind of like Norwegian culture is very direct. Right? Yeah, they're like, yeah. why don't you do something? Yeah, no, but they were right too. Because because wow. like they're just giving me their opinion. Like I was I was asking a fisherman how to write a pop song. Like I shouldn't be doing that. Ask fishermen how to fish. You should go to LA and you should, if you want to be around people that write songs, go to LA around people that do that. Wow, dude, that analogy kind of just fucked me up. I was asking a fisherman how to write a pop song. Yeah, but you you, you get emotional when when you you know when you show off what you love, and someone's just like, "Yeah, that sucks." Yeah, damn. And I get it. That's okay. You're gonna get nose, but be resilient and be stubborn about what you want. Not like rude, stubborn, but like have a clear vision and don't let that vision be so easily changed. Fuck, man, that's that's really good. That's yeah. really good. And I think that like that's one of those pieces of advice or like a, a life lesson that I would drop the mic, Andrew, but it's on this thing. <laughs> you know what's fucked up is I make that joke sometimes. I bet you I have. have. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the first one to say that. <laughs> well, because I used to have a different mic and they had like a little clip in and I'd be like, I can take the mic off if you want to drop it. But yeah, now it's the fucking it's all in a thing. It's I guess you can screw it from here. Dude, that was cool. That's really cool. Thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Dude, I, I truly, I love these moments and I love learning and talking to people new. Um, I mean, in that, like, did I miss anything huge in your story or is there any other thing to sign off with or uh, where can anyone find you? Like, yeah, I would. I look forward to being myself more and 
being watching other people be themselves. And my name is Chase Bell. You can <laughs> check out my music, Chase Bell Music. My stuff's on Spotify. There's a lot of cool things coming out. Dang, that was a fucking TED talk Thanks, at the brother, end there. <laughs> Holy shit. That was awesome. Thank you, man.